When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Let's talk about these toolsy quarterbacks. Okay. This is this is fascinating to me. Um, we've obviously gone on a run recently of a lot of these guys that we would talk about as, as tools types of prospects working out. Like the strike rate on these guys has been pretty good recently to the point where there was a run of three or four years where Chris Sims looked like he had the answer to quarterback scouting because Chris Sims likes toolsy quarterbacks. Right, And they've just been working out for a while. Right. So that looked great. Um, And we've, you know, when you look at the last few draft class, I think there's a bunch of guys that kind of fit into the category of these tools types players. And why that's interesting is because I think there's two of them this year in particular that are going to be relevant when when we're talking about that. Will Levis from Kentucky Mm -hmm. and Anthony Richardson from Florida. Right. For different you know, reasons, but those are the two guys, particularly when you're comparing them to, you know, the Bryce Youngs of the world, um, who like his only flaw essentially is guys really small. Right. Um, right. So when you're comparing them to those two guys, like the tools, I think are going to start to be relevant. But when you start looking at the recent draft classes, we've got, I would say Zach Wilson falls into the tools category, even if size sure. wasn't there, but like sure. arm was a big selling point for him. And, right. Mobility was as well, even though that was probably either arm, oversold. Arm was the big one. Yes. Arm was the big one for um, Justin Fields, obviously, 100%. was a toolsy type of quarterback. Trey yeah. Lance, huge toolsy type of quarterback. Right. Um, Justin Herbert, certainly relative to Joe Burrow and to, to Tua, mm-hmm. was the toolsy type of quarterback. Um, Jalen Hurts, a little bit later in that same yeah. draft class. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, as well, I think, was more of a toolsy type of quarterback. Um, then you got Daniel Jones from that 2019 draft class. I think it was quite toolsy. Turned out to be a little toolsy, didn't it? Well, he? certainly arm again was always a big thing about him. I don't think anyone really understood for some reason, and even now I don't understand it, how he's so successful running the ball. Mm-hmm. But toolsy. Uh, 2018, Josh Allen, obviously. The like king. The, the prototype. The king. Toolsy yes. quarterback. Yes. Lamar Jackson as well, just because of the freakish athleticism. Um, you know, the arm is obviously very different, but... It falls into that category as well. And then you go back to 2017 and you get, you know, Patrick Mahomes, um, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, I think to a degree. Trubisky was probably quite a toolsy quarterback. I consider him that. Didn't yeah. Re- work yeah. out. Deshaun Kaiser was certainly a toolsy quarterback. Definitely Yikes. didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. So that that's kind of our run over the last sort of five years of quarterbacks and, and how they've worked out or not. I didn't put Kyler in there on the basis that, you know, Big arm, athletic, but right? Small dude. I don't think you can be toolsy if you're five foot six. No, yeah, I think you can be toolsy. Really? Yeah, yeah. But I think you, kind of what you're talking about there, and as you list off a lot of those quarterbacks, there's there's a different varying degree. Like like when you brought up Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen back to back, if you were to just kind of blanketly say toolsy quarterbacks, both of them are right there. Lamar's right. got great arm strength. Lamar's got fantastic mobility. The difference was, 
And the reason why I feel like Lamar didn't get necessarily that like toolsy kind of label isn't because he didn't have them, but it's because Lamar ran a pro style offense when he was yeah. at Louisville, right? He won a Heisman Trophy. Like we had already seen the success of this dude. So I feel as though we don't often categorize quarterbacks as toolsy if they've almost already proven the tools. We just call them good. Yeah. Josh Allen's the king of was just tools coming out of Wyoming. That was it. It was literally just flashes. And he's the one that everybody always goes to. Like, he's the example that people use for Will Levis, for Anthony Richardson, where you go, yeah, but look what it could be. So I just, you know, when you're when you're kind of like listening off those quarterbacks and you know you bring up the Kyler thing, it's like, is he toolsy? Yeah, Kyler does have tools. He has a big arm. He has the most ability. That's technically what you would categorize as guys who get that label. But Kyler also already showed it all in college. Yeah. So it's almost just like, no, no, no. This is kind of just who he is. There's an implied deficiency when you're talking about toolsy quarterbacks. Yes. Right? yes. Like you can't. So can you be a toolsy quarterback and go number one overall? Probably not, right? Because you would just be the best quarterback. You wouldn't. Nobody well, would be saying this is a toolsy type of quarterback. It would right. just be like, that's. He's just a good QB. The Browns almost did pick Josh Allen. True. They almost did pick Josh Allen. So we almost had that example right there of like a toolsy guy potentially going number one. But I do agree with what you're saying. Normally, when we use this label for quarterbacks, we're often talking about guys who have not achieved their potential yet. Because of the guys with the tools who have already become good, we just simply call them good. Like right. what you said, the guys who go number one overall, you just call them good quarterbacks. The analogy I use at the time for Josh Allen is we called him an Ikea quarterback, right? Because some assembly required. You, well, yeah, exactly. There's a box <laughs> and all the stuff you need for the thing, whatever it is, is in the box. Yeah, sure. But you have to put it together. Sure. And maybe somebody threw away the instruction manual. So you just got to figure it out. But right. like, that's what he is. He's just like a box of bits. Right, like the the arm is there, the size is there, the, right. the processing ability is there somewhere. Like it's all in there, but you have to figure out how to take this box, get all the bits out, and put it together and assemble NFL quarterback. Well, as uh, somebody who put together a bed frame a couple weeks ago, bed frame. Let me tell you, I think I know exactly how to make the most <laughs> out of these quarterbacks that we're going to talk about here nice. on today's show. Mm-hmm. That frame feels like quite a low-hanging fruit of the Come IKEA on, don't like, take, hierarchy. Don't you know? take this away from me. Okay. Come on. All right, it took me. It took me like two hours to still do it. I'm okay, proud of it. Right, the bed has right. not caved in. Well, that's a good start. Okay. Yeah, that's you. a good start. Thank so, the NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PFF. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's, let's uh, move this forward to this year because... Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback, and Anthony Richardson, the Florida quarterback. Those are the two guys that we're going to be talking about the most as toolsy types of quarterbacks. Mm. I want to start with Levis because it feels like he has the highest ceiling in terms of where he can go in this draft, not where they can be in two years' time, but where, like, if a team falls in love with Will Levis, how high could he actually end up getting taken? Mm -hmm. Top five? 
I right. mean, legitimately, it feels like he's got that kind of hype. Now, it was a little crazy when we started to get those whispers a couple of months ago that Will Levis could potentially be picked in this range, but it seems like there's a lot of mock drafts recently that have him in the top 10, and it feels like we're just kind of all accepting that. Um, and we, we've seen this happen, I think, in drafts past. Shoot, you go to last year, I know it wasn't the quarterback position, but I think if you ask a lot of people what they thought of Trayvon Walker, let's say in January, Everybody would have been like, yeah, really good athlete, uniquely built alien type of athlete. Guy has a lot of tools, uh, but would probably be back end of the first round, early second round kind of a player. You'd probably settle in on back end of the first round right. just because you don't let guys that are that freakishly athletic get out of the first round. All of a sudden, he's going number one overall. And we just like slowly got to this point where you had to accept that. We if, were at the combine, and the discussion was Aiden Hutchinson versus Evan Neal. It wasn't right, Trayvon Walker. Right. And if you got to April and you were doing a mock draft that didn't have Trayvon Walker right. number one, it was pointless just because yeah. we got to that point. Now, a lot of people are arguing kind of pros and cons with Will Levis, and they're like, oh, you can't. I mean, I'm not going to put him in my first round mock draft. And it's like, all right, guys, depending on what you're doing the mock for, if you don't right. have Will Levis, at least in your top 15, it's probably just going to be wrong because of what the NFL is looking with it. Now, when you look at Will Levis, I'm not as big of a Will Levis proponent as Mike is. If Mike was sitting in this chair today, he'd tell you uh, he'd be a little bit more bullish about it. But I do certainly see the highs of Will Levis. Like, mm -hmm. the guy does have an unbelievable arm. When we had him on our show not too long ago, he said that he can throw the ball 80 yards. Like, that's the kind of arm that we're talking about. We're talking about distance. We're talking about velocity. We're talking about overall arm talent. Totally there with him. The level of quarterbacking when it comes to just like IQ, understanding, wisdom of the position, he doesn't really have that, right? I mean, he, let's face it. He couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. That's and that's why he transferred to Kentucky. Now, I think it was great for him and all around that first year that he was at Kentucky, he was a first-year starter. So yeah, he's going to have some lumps that he went against. This past year, dude, he's throwing to nobody. Right. There, there's nobody on Kentucky's offense that's doing anything outside of Will Levis. He was... I can't remember exactly the stat that, that Mike has, but there is a demanded tight window throw stat that Mike continually references with Will Levis. And the times in which that he was required to make an NFL tight window type of throw because of the lack of separation that his receivers got was so high, so far above what the average is in the NFL and in college football. And it just goes to show there were no easy yards for this guy. Yeah. There were no easy throws. Now, that's not to say that he made every throw perfectly, but it is to kind of contextualize why there is an argument for NFL people believing the best is yet to come for Will Levis. They are not judging him this past year at Kentucky saying, that's it. What you see is what you get. We're not going to get better than that. They're simply saying, we see the seeds being planted or roots that could could grow from what his talent is and what it could blossom into in the future. How much do you think the recent run of relative success for those toolsy quarterbacks helps guys like Levis and Richardson? Massive. I think it's, it, it's huge. And especially because we're seeing in today's NFL, even beyond just the quarterback position, so many early contributors, right? We all talk about the value of a rookie contract. We talk about how a, a, a quarterback a franchise quarterback a good starter on a rookie or on a rookie contract is one of the most valuable things not just in the nfl but in sports we see that across all other positions as well it feels as though the league is just at a point to where young guys are getting shot right we see this in college football as well these freshmen these sophomores are getting on the field that's the recruiting pitch to them and it's happening and it just feels like overall where football is right now coaches and teams are okay with starting these guys 
at a younger age or younger into their rookie deal. So I, I believe 100% you're correct. The run on success in even, even if it's sporadic examples goes into that imagination of, okay, but what if this guy is Josh Allen? You know, like what if this guy does pan out the way? I mean, Brock Purdy's probably an example too, right? Not necessarily a toolsy quarterback. It's not that same kind of player, but you go, damn, if you draft the right guy, you get him in the right system, you give him some confidence, look what happens. He right. just he, he plays well. And I think all of these examples are, whether you want to say positive or negative, into the imagination of some of these GMs and head coaches that they can get the most out of these guys, not in year two and year three, but in year one, maybe. So I also think there, I mean, there are obviously people in the NFL that do value the tools more or as much as anything else, you know, they're really fo fixated on that kind of thing. And if you're one of those guys, you are going to push guys like Levis and Richardson up your draft board relative to everybody else, because you're going to hate Bryce Young. if That's the only thing you love. Right. Like if you, if your sole thing is I need a six foot five, 230 pound guy that can run, mm -hmm. you're going to hate Bryce Young because he's six foot 190, maybe, you know, right. at the very most generous interpretation. He's probably right. smaller than that. Right. He's tiny. And okay, Stroud is bigger than that, but he's not big. He's, you know, he's, he's much less of a tools guy than somebody like Levis. So if that's the thing you're focused on, you are going to push those guys up relative to the other uh, options. 100%. And I think that that's why you get into these debates of of why Bryce Young might not be the number one overall pick. Right. Right. Because you, you, we, we say to ourselves, well, not every team is going to love Bryce Young. For as incredible as the last two years have been for him, you know, we've got some recent examples in the NFL, right? Well, like, look at what has happened with Russell Wilson. I'll just say even over the last couple of years, Russ doesn't like to throw over the middle. And a lot of people wonder, is it because he can't see over the middle? Like, right. is it because if the, if the pocket is clean and he's staying in the pocket, does he not have a good enough vision over the middle to trust throwing over the middle? Kyler's had the same problem, mm -hmm. right? Do you want to go? The, the worst part, it feels like for GMs, and head coaches is when they can visualize a player's ceiling when it comes to those higher draft picks. If you can visualize a player's ceiling already, it, I don't want to say deters you from taking a player high, but it might give you a little bit of hesitation. Whereas if you go, yeah, okay. I mean, like Bryce Young's been fantastic. We've seen him. He's been fantastic. But like, is the height going to be an issue in the NFL? Have we seen those issues with smaller quarterbacks? Like, And then you go, but Levis, right? Levis could be different, and and you, and you play and you play this little what if game in your head, and I think sometimes it can be be very dangerous. You know, I go back to the 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 Family Guy sketch where it's like, sure, yeah, a boat's a boat, right. but the mystery box could be anything. Right. It could even be a boat. You know, and I think that that's sometimes the game that these GMs and these head coaches have to play, and some are better at managing that than others. <laughs> Definitely.